This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Any news today, Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Rosie. That's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie. Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhaus. Welcome in. It's the Rosie Report regular season roundup, episode number six, following a Monday night game in Chicago, the first of four between the Indians and the White Sox, two teams that have high hopes for the 2021 season. And in a well-pitched game on both sides, the White Sox win it in walk-off fashion in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Highlight of the game for the Tribe offensively, Eddie Rosario continued to contribute at the plate in his first season with the Tribe. He came through in the second inning. Now the set by Keuchel, and the pitch. Swung on, skied in the air, fairly deep left center, Robert back, track at the wall, it's gone! Eddie Rosario, a left-handed hitter, gets a two-run homer off a tough southpaw to left center. And the Indians have a 2-0 lead here in inning number two. But the game was tied heading to the bottom half of the ninth inning. White Sox with a threat going, and here's how it ended. Now the 0-1. Swing and a jam job rolled to first. Fielded by Chang, and the throw hit the runner. Cairns into left field. The White Sox win it. Chang on the throw to second to try to start an inning-ending double play, and his throw hit the runner, Grandall. And ricocheted into left field, and the White Sox get a bizarre walk-off win and beat the Indians in the ninth inning, 4-3. to three. So a tough one for the Indians, and after the game, manager Terry Francona talked about the night. Tito with, um, I mean, obviously it's a goofy play to end the game one. With Chang at first, is that just one of those learning experiences for him? Yeah, I mean, that's one where you just take it, take it out of first. You know, with, we've given us two outs, and, you know, we don't really care about the force in that situation. But I will say earlier in the game, he made one of the better plays when he turned that double play. So, in, in, in a sense, I'm glad he's not sh- shying away from, from throwing the ball to second. It just, you know, this will give us a chance to talk to him tomorrow that that probably wasn't the right time. What did you think of McKenzie tonight? I thought he started out really good. He had good life on the ball, and he was throwing it, you know, like through Roberto. Um, when he got into the stretch, thought he got away from using his leg. It looked like he was trying to be too quick to the plate, and, he, and it, you know, it cost him a little bit of his command and some of the life on his fastball. What did you think of Quantrill? You know what? And, and I thought with, with Quantrill and with Maton, because they hadn't pitched in a while, you know, if they'd have given up runs, those were my runs, I felt like. But Quantrill got himself into a bind and then got himself right out of it. I thought his stuff was tremendous. What did Quite Keiko do uh, to separate himself tonight? No, oh, kind of what he always does. He, 
you know, he, he, if, when he gets ahead, he's going to try to make you chase, you know, and he'll go low, lower with something soft and then he'll bust something in on you. But, um, you know, I thought we had, you know, we, he didn't, what he was, I, we got him out in the fifth and their bullpen is really good. Now from time to time on the Rosie report, we will uh, hear from Tom Hamilton's pregame show interview with Terry Francona. It's always uh, certainly worth a listen and especially heading into a, a big series like the Indians and White Sox are playing, albeit early, but a nice early season test for both ball clubs. Here's uh, just some of the conversation between Tom and Tito prior to last night's game. Hi again, everybody. With Tribe Manager Terry Francona, this is Tom Hamilton. Welcome to the Manager Show as the Indians start a seven-game road trip, four in Chicago, followed by three in Cincinnati. A terrific weekend, Tito, and um, you could just tell the ball club played with energy. Not that they hadn't before, but you get a couple of hits, and the way you've been pitching, and for the most part, except for the game that got out of hand late, your defense was really good during that homestand. I agree, and that's how we're going to have to play. Um, you know, and, and because of our pitching staff, I think we feel like when we score, you know, there'll be meaningful runs because – for the most part, our pitchers should keep us in games. And I don't mean just the starters, but the bullpen as well. And that's a that's a good way to play when you feel like, hey, every night they're going to give us a chance. Holy cow, Tito, that bullpen. I mean, it's been a long time since we have seen this many power arms in the bullpen at the same time. And by that, I mean real legitimate power arms, mid to upper 90s and above. But they also have different styles, too. You know, Karinczak with the big overhand curveball, Classe with the slider, Shaw with the cutter. Um, you know, so there's different looks. And, and, and because they're willing to pitch, you know, and be flexible, it really has a chance to work out well for us. That's the hope. Obviously, they're not to where you were a few years ago when with Cody Allen and Andrew Miller and Brian Shaw, you had three guys you knew you could trust any point in the game. Now these kids may get there. Does that make Brian Shaw even more important? What he is now bringing to that pen? That's what I think it's overlooked a lot of times. I mean, everybody, and, and I understand why back in 2016, everybody talked about Andrew, but we couldn't have done that with Andrew without Cody and Shaw. And I think people lose sight of that. Um, you know, sometimes you can't rob Peter to pay Paul in your bullpen. And so, you know, you're able to be a little bit um, creative if you have other guys that can get, make sure they get out. He's just been blessed with one of those arms, hasn't he, Tito? I mean, he looks like he's 25 the way he's throwing. He goes out there in short sleeves when it's 28 degrees. He's, he is, he's unbelievable. He's so resilient. And truth be told, and you know this, you've seen it, the more he pitches, usually the better he is. Well, speaking of pitching, Tristan McKenzie gets the start tonight. How long can he go, Tito? Anything you look for, especially early in the game with Tristan? Well, one would be hoping he's attacking the strike zone. Um, you know, in spring training, there were days where he came out and kind of got his cross a little pitchy or he's kind of picking. You want him to be aggressive. Um, he was up to, I think, 92 pitches in spring training. Now, that was a couple weeks ago. So we'll keep an eye on him, especially with this little crisp out there. We'll keep an eye on him. Well, you take a big step up when you talk about the lineups now 
nothing against Detroit. They're still rebuilding. But goodness, there aren't many teams that have a deeper lineup than the White Sox, are there, Terry? And I would add their bench to it too. I mean, they have they have multiple ways of make of giving you a headache. You know, they're they're athletic, they're left, they're right, they're switch, their power, their speed. They they put together a really good ball club. This will be a fun series for us to play. How important do you think? And I know you're not managing them, but but you've been there even with the Indians and the Red Sox when you were young. Uh, your ball club how important is it to get into the playoffs like they did last year or the Indians did maybe that year even though it was a wild card game well I I think you draw from every experience and when you go to the playoffs it is different than than everyday baseball and so you draw on that whether it's a manager a player a coach and and you try to put everything you draw upon you try to have that make you be better you mentioned it being a fun series when it's so early like this, Tito, do you really look forward to these kind of matchups with a club that you know is going to be there at the end? You know what, Hammy? I probably look for, I look forward to every series. For you know, I think if you don't, you're setting yourself up for a little bit of a disappointment. But this will be a fun series to play. They're good. I mean, they're supposed to be good. Everybody's been talking about them, and let's see how we let's see how we can do. And also on last night's pregame show Monday night, we had a chance to visit with Zach Plezak and talk about the start to his season, which been a, uh, it's been a good one. Two starts for Plezak. He's been terrific. You know, just worked up to this to this point to feel where I'm at in, you know, my progression. I think we did a great job this spring on feeling some things out, trying some new things, trying to find ways to be better and how we can be more effective. And, you know, I dove into a lot of different areas to try and do that. Um, now the season started, it's just compete mode, go out there and get guys out and attack and have a game plan and as the season goes there's adjustments that get made and you know it's your responsibility to, f- to figure those out and it seemed like on on friday night it was more about movement and location and, and that type of thing than it was just raw power and is that something that you're you're trying to get to or did it just happen to come into play in your last start um yeah we'll just expand in the zone you know being able to mix up both sides of the plate it gets gets your swings and misses gets your you know advantage counts where you can get ahead and get it get it you know an attack and just get get early outs as fast as you can trying to go deep into games too there's times you can go for strikeouts for me personally I want to pitch in into these games as long as I can um, and that's a goal of mine so you know trying to get things in the zone make people chase make people maybe get themselves out early in the count um, it's something yeah I've been trying to do for sure these past two starts and that really dates back to last year you had great success pitching deep into games and uh i guess it not everybody has that same outlook why is that important to you to to get as deep into the game as possible Uh, i mean it's just my one day a week i get to play you know i want to be in there as long as i can as long as i'm being you know helping the team win Uh, i want to play the whole game that's my day to play Uh, it's exciting you know exciting time for me i want to go and shut a team down um and, and not need no you know, backup. That's just a goal. It's how I kind of carry myself, my demeanor. Um, and just like, you know, when I'm on the mound, just have the rhino mentality. When you look at, at that mentality now and, and where you fit in this rotation to start this season, how how different a perspective is it from maybe when you were first breaking in and just trying to be a part of that rotation as opposed to where you are now, where, where you are a vital cog in things? Yeah, it's, it's the same kind of mentality that gets you to the point you know that we're at um that's what breaks you through it's what keeps you 
getting better, keeps you getting growth, you know, allows you to continue just to keep keep getting better, and that's what we're trying to do day in and day out, each year, each season, trying to get better, each start. You want to feel something a little bit better, so be more effective for your next outing, um, and that's how, you know, when you look back, you've built up enough days of that, you can say you're in a good spot, so we're just going to keep trying to get better every single day, each week, pile them up, and at the end of the year, see where we're at. It is so early in the season, but uh, what are you seeing from this team uh, about a week to 10 days into the season so far? Uh, just, I mean, I, we're, I think we're going to grind through. You know, we have guys who have, have bats. We have a full lineup. I think we're underestimated, and, you know, I think even lately we've been hitting the ball really hard, just hitting them at people. Balls are going to start dropping. You know, runs are going to start being scored. Power is going to show out. Fran Mill starting to hit some bombs. I think, you know, we're going to be overlooked to start, um, and then I think people are going to start finally start to respect us as things pick up. Zach Plesak joining us. Off the field, uh, I think everyone does their, their own thing in, in the wintertime. Obviously, you have some uh, certain goals that you want to get to fitness-wise, and, and you work as hard as anybody, but you like to have some, some side things to do too, and you took up surfing this offseason out on the West Coast. And uh, Explain how that came about and uh, how it went for you. Yeah, um, my agent is actually from Manhattan Beach. There was a point where I was staying in the Midwest during the offseason. December 1st, I picked up my stuff to go train out at the sports academy out in Hermosa. So I ended up staying in Marina Del Rey. And, you know, I'd wake up early every morning, 6 a.m., go to my workout, be done around 10 when it's all said and done, and have the rest of the day to kind of just to have to myself. And my agent had an extra surfboard. He told me, have fun. And so and be safe, you know, he said go out there and learn something new. So it was just a challenge I kind of took up, something that I use as a hobby, something I used to, you know, escape from just kind of life ways and just kind of be able to challenge myself, you know. There's just a lot of fun being outside in the sun and being in the water. It's just a fun hobby. How long did it take you to to be able to stand up while riding a wave because that that is not easy anyone who who's done it or hasn't done it knows that that last step to be able to do that is is really tough yeah it took like about a week i went every single day for like a week and i finally got it and then i started to be able to do it um and i really was getting good before i had to leave but um no it was a lot of fun so i'm up maybe even looking into doing this next off season I know you mentioned you had an app to, to check on wave conditions. Did, does Lake Erie come up on that app? Is anything going on here? <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't know if Lake Erie would have a surf. I just heard, I think today I found out that Lake Erie's only, it's not the deepest of lakes either. It's only like 250 feet deep, which is actually not very deep when you think in perspective, you know. 250 feet, it's like less, like a football field almost deep. Well, if you get surfable waves, it usually means there is some kind of storm going on. Yeah. So you may not want to be out there. But it uh, sounds like a lot of fun. I know it's a, a great workout, maybe more than, than it appears to be. Zach, thanks for sharing and uh, continued success. Appreciate you coming by. Hi, Rosie. That's Tribe starting pitcher Zach Plezak, who's back on the mound on Wednesday. If you're tuned to this Tuesday morning, Man, you don't want to miss the pitching matchup on Tuesday night in Chicago. Shane Bieber, Lucas Giolito, two of the best in the business, and they'll have at it in Chicago Tuesday night in 8-10 first pitch, and you can catch it all on the Indians radio network. That's going to do it for episode number six of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
I'm Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks to Bart Swain as well as Court Barry Tripp for all of their help in lining up our interviews all season long. Till next time, thanks for downloading. This has been the Rosie Report. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.